Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You are hanging out with me, your host, Elizabeth Benton, and we are going to dive into a super common question today, really a fundamental misunderstanding and a justified misunderstanding. It's a question that I regularly get when people hear me talk about or write about why you should avoid carbs in the morning for optimal fat loss and why you should limit your carb consumption to your dinnertime meal or post-workout. In fact, my girlfriend Carrie and I were just talking about this the other day. She's working with a group of women, doing a little jumpstart program with them, and along the way, she's sharing a lot of this nutrition education and helping them understand why they probably want to limit the carbs in the morning if their goal is fat loss. And this is what they're asking, and we we had a long conversation about this. It's a great question. They say, if raising your insulin level prevents fat burning, then how did I ever lose weight eating carbs when I did Weight Watchers? Or another related question is a really lean person who says, well, I have oatmeal for breakfast every morning and I'm not fat, so what's the deal with your information? And truly, I love this question because not only is it easy to respond to and explain, but it really, truly is a fantastic question. And I actually think that I need to get into the habit of including this response when I make the recommendation in the first place, just because it is such a common question. Before I dive into the answer, though, let me give a quick refresher for those who might not be as familiar with the carbs at night philosophy. So many people argue that you should have your carbs in the morning because then you have all day to burn it off and you should avoid them at night because you can't burn them in your sleep. But that's really misunderstood. Your body doesn't work that way. It's not a calculator or an accounting system. Your metabolism doesn't shut off at night. The body doesn't work that way. Everything we eat influences our hormones, and our hormones dictate what our body does with the fuel we consume, not our activity level, our hormones, okay? And there's a, there's a certain ebb and flow to our hormones that happens naturally throughout the day, and we need to eat accordingly. We will get the very best fat loss results when we eat accordingly. When we eat carbohydrates in the morning, it creates a hormonal response that stops fat burning, This is how it works. Getting back to the real basics for just a couple minutes while we review. When we eat carbohydrate-rich foods, things like wheat, 
oats, grains, sugars, processed foods, they are broken down into sugar and that travels through our blood in the digestive process. Why are they broken down into sugar? Because the building blocks of carbohydrates, regardless of their form, so carbohydrates, we're talking fruit, oats, pancakes, whatever, the building blocks are still the same. The building blocks are simple sugars. So during metabolism, carbs are broken down into their building blocks, which are sugar. That sugar travels through the blood, and when the blood sugar rises, the hormone insulin is released because insulin helps to usher the sugar out of the blood and away to be stored. That sugar can't just hang around in your blood because that would become very toxic. It has to be either burned for fuel or put away in storage in your body. Now, pay attention. This is where it gets really important. When we wake up in the morning, since we haven't eaten in, say, 8 to 12 hours, right, since dinner or dessert or whatever, when we wake up in the morning, our blood sugar is low and our insulin is low. That creates a state of peak prime time for fat burning first thing in the morning. Why? I mean, what does low insulin have to do with your ability to burn fat? We talked in detail about that in episode two. So if you haven't listened to episode two yet, definitely check that out. But here's the quick and dirty version. We know that insulin is deployed in response to that sugar in the blood, right? Insulin ushers the excess sugar out of the blood. Well, the mere presence of insulin in your body, right, the the fact that it has been released and is out there helping to usher this sugar out of the blood, that sends a message to the body that there is extra fuel available, extra fuel in the form of sugar in your blood. Insulin's got to take it away to be stored, so your body is getting the message that there is an excess of fuel. Your body goes into storage mode and turns off any breakdown activities that are happening. Well, fat burning is a breakdown activity. Your body is very efficient, so it is not going to break down your stored body fat for energy when there's already enough fuel available from the food you've put in your mouth. That extra sugar in the blood tells the body, hey, we've got plenty of energy here, we're good, don't provide anymore. And that's what fat burning is. It takes your stored energy and breaks it down to provide fuel for the body. So the presence of insulin tells your body, nope, we don't need that right now. So that overnight fast has created a situation where we are most sensitive to the introduction of carbohydrates in the morning. It's the same concept as if you've been in a super dark room for eight to 12 hours, just like you've been fasting for eight to 12 hours, and somebody suddenly turns on a floodlight. Your eyes would be way more sensitive to that floodlight after being in the dark than if you'd been hanging around outside all day. In fact, if you had been outside in the sun all day and somebody turned on a floodlight, you'd barely react at all. And that's the same thing that happens in response to introducing carbohydrates. Early in the morning, or in the early part of the day in general, when you've been fasting overnight, you are going to get a huge response to even a small amount of carbs more of a blood sugar spike, and a bigger insulin release, much more so than you would later in the day. As the day goes on, as we eat throughout the morning and the afternoon, our hormones shift, right, in the normal daily cycles, and we aren't as sensitive to those spikes in blood sugar and insulin, and we won't create as extreme of a response. So there is definitely a right time for carbohydrates that still allows you to burn fat, but we'll get to that. There's one more thing. Part of the hormonal situation that is part of the reason we make this argument for skipping carbs in the morning. 
our cortisol levels, the stress hormone cortisol, those levels are at their peak in the morning. Cortisol rises throughout the night and reaches its peak in the morning. This is part of your body's natural sleep-wake cycle. The rise of cortisol peaking in the morning helps to wake you up, helps to get you moving in the morning. Well, cortisol, when insulin is high, facilitates fat storage. So you do not want your insulin levels to be elevated when cortisol is naturally at its highest because that's like a supercharger for storing fat. All the more reason when cortisol is naturally high in the morning and insulin is naturally low in the morning to leave that insulin alone, to leave it low. But your cortisol levels naturally drop throughout the day. So when you raise your blood sugar, and increase your insulin levels later in the day, it's not as likely to lead to fat storage because your cortisol levels are lower. All right, so that's kind of the backstory. Let's dive into the answer. Remember that the question was, well, if eating carbs in the morning keeps me from burning fat, how did I lose weight when I was eating carbs on Weight Watchers? Or how can really lean people eat carbs all day and get away with it? Let's start with the easiest response first. When we make this recommendation for skipping the carbs in the morning, being kind of fat-dominant, protein-dominant, veggie-dominant in the early part of the day, and limiting your carb consumption to after your workout or your dinnertime meal, we are talking about for maximum fat burning. We are not talking about a recommendation for a marathon runner. We are not talking about the recommendation for an Olympic lifter or a super lean person. This is a recommendation to keep your body in fat burning mode. So if you've got rock solid abs, right, and you've got a really low body fat percentage, you're not looking to burn fat, well, this recommendation isn't for you. This recommendation is about staying in peak fat burning mode so you can shed that excess body fat, especially that stubborn body fat, say around the hips, belly, and thighs. All right, so just so we're clear, you know, if you're a marathon runner and you're going out there and crushing 15 miles in the morning, this we're not talking to you, all right? If you're a bodybuilder, we're not talking to you. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, hear me, right? Pay attention, all you questioners out there. And I love questions, but pay attention. Insulin doesn't keep you out of fat-burning mode forever, Right? Insulin, the presence of insulin, will keep you out of fat-burning mode until insulin has done its job. That's where it gets a little tricky. There are a lot of different factors at play in how long it takes insulin to kind of be done ushering the sugar out of the blood, and it's different for different people. And we're going to talk about how it's different. For some people, it can take you out of fat-burning mode for the whole day. For others, it might take you out of fat-burning mode for only an hour. And we're going to talk about those factors. So insulin will keep you out of fat burning mode until it has successfully done its job. The major factors that are going to influence how long that takes, and we're going to go into these in detail. Number one, your body's sensitivity or resistance to the hormone insulin. How quickly and readily does your body respond or are you insulin resistant to any degree That's going to make a big difference. Number two, the thing that makes a difference in how long you will stay out of fat burning mode and how quickly insulin can get the job done is your body composition. Number three is going to be the type of carbohydrate you consumed. Number four is going to be how much of it you consumed. And number five is going to be 
how much storage space is available for sugar or glucose in your liver or muscle tissue. So what we're saying is you will not stay out of fat burning mode forever when you elevate insulin, but the amount of time varies very, very much. And it's dependent on how sensitive or resistant you are to insulin, your body composition, the type of carbohydrate you ate, how much of the carbohydrate you ate, and if there is any short-term short-term storage for glucose or sugar in your muscle and liver tissue, or if you're always going to be defaulting to spillover where the glucose is converted to triglycerides and stored in your body fat. Let's start with the first one, as it is the biggest factor for people who are overweight or obese or who just find that they have this stubborn fat that they can't seem to get rid of. Many people who have struggled with their weight, many people who have yo-yo dieted, a lot of crash dieting, a binge restrict cycle, just cycles of dieting in general, are resistant to insulin to some degree. That means it takes insulin longer to do its job and you stay out of fat burning mode for longer. So if you are insulin resistant, and there are degrees of this, you can be a little bit insulin resistant or you can be extremely insulin resistant, it's going to take insulin longer time to clear your blood sugar. There are different factors that go into play when it comes to insulin resistance, and it works differently in different types of tissue. People with more muscle tissue, people who have uh, more muscle mass are going to be much more likely to enjoy carbs while either staying lean or burning fat, and here's why. We know that insulin's the usher, leading glucose out of the blood to its storage space. Well, when it arrives at the muscle tissue... Insulin has to kind of get permission to allow the glucose into the muscle tissue. So it's kind of standing outside the muscle tissue going, hey, we're here. I've got glucose for you. Are you ready for it? And remember, too, that the space in the muscle tissue, the storage space for glucose in the muscle tissue is limited. So we're assuming right now that there is space available, right? So insulin essentially knocks on the door of the cells in the muscle tissue. Hey, I've got energy for you. Can I let it in? Well, what are those doors? The doors in the muscle tissue that allow glucose into the cells are called glucose transporters or glutes for short, G-L-U-T. So they're glucose transporters. These are what allow the glucose into the cells of the muscle tissue. They're the doorways for the glucose into the tissue for storage or use as fuel. The more glucose transporters you have, the more doorways you have, and the more sensitive your glucose transporters are to the presence of insulin, the better off you are. So people who are very sensitive to insulin have a higher total number of glucose transporters, more doorways in, and they're more reactive. So they're more likely to swing wide open and let glucose in in response to just a small amount of insulin. So it's very efficient. You can clear the glucose from the blood really fast and get back to your fat burning mode. Now, people who are insulin insensitive, less sensitive to insulin or insulin resistant, they have fewer glucose transporters, fewer doorways into the cells, 
and they are less responsive. They are more resistant. So it takes them a lot more insulin banging on the door before they're willing to open up and let glucose in. And then remember, there's fewer total doorways. So sometimes there can be a little bit of a traffic jam. It's just like if you are hearing impaired, right? You need more sound, more volume in order to respond to it or hear it. That's the way a lot of people who get stuck in this cycle of yo-yo dieting, they become very resistant or insensitive to insulin. So what, what's happening in people who are resistant to insulin or insulin insensitive, they have fewer doorways and the doorways aren't as responsive. So insulin hangs around and piles up like, oh, you can't hear it with just a little bit of insulin. Oh, well, here's more. Oh, well, here's more. Oh, oh, well, here's more. So then there's tons of insulin banging on the door, fewer doorways. It takes a lot longer. The bottom line is that people who are very hormonally balanced and people with a lot of muscle tissue are going to respond very quickly to the presence of insulin after eating carbohydrates, and they're going to clear that sugar from the blood super fast. Obviously, when that happens, insulin levels go back down super fast, and they're back in fat-burning mode almost without missing a beat. But individuals who have struggled with their weight or are overweight or obese or individuals who have hormonal imbalances of any kind are going to require more insulin and they're going to take a lot longer to respond to the high levels of insulin. That keeps them out of fat burning mode for longer. Here's one more thing to understand. Lifting weights actually increases the total number of glucose transporters in your muscle tissue and increases the sensitivity of the ones you already have. So one way to look at this is individuals who are very lean or individuals who have a lot of muscle mass, they have more doorways, more glucose transporters in their muscle tissue, and they're more responsive. So they're going to be more efficient at clearing these carbohydrates and getting back to carb, uh, to fat burning mode. But also if you are somebody who is insulin resistant, Adding weight training to your routine is really going to help you because you can become more efficient. And as you become more efficient, you can enjoy more carbohydrates and get back to fat burning mode faster. Because when you lift weights, when you do weight training, you are increasing the total number of glucose transporters in your muscle tissue and you're increasing the sensitivity. There's a flip side to that. If you are sedentary, if you are inactive, your body will remove glucose transporters from your tissue. So you will have fewer. It's kind of a use it or lose it thing. You're not active, so you're becoming less responsive to the hormonal signals in your body. So this is a good example of, for example, why one of my trainers, Blaze, this big, strong, muscular guy, can eat carbs at every single meal and stay really lean, but I can't. He has a ton of muscle mass relative to me. He also spends more time weight training than I do, and he does not have a damaged metabolism as I do from 20 plus years of struggling with my weight and yo-yo dieting. He clears that glucose from his blood super fast. I'm not as efficient. All right, continuing down the list, a few other key points to make. Remember that insulin is going to take excess glucose to be stored as body fat 
when the muscle storage space and the liver storage space is full. So if you're somebody who's very active and regularly tapping into that stored muscle glycogen to fuel your activities, then there's routinely room, like extra space for the glucose to be stored there. If you aren't, those storage spaces stay full. Remember that between your muscle tissue and your liver tissue, you're only talking about a storage capacity of about 400 grams. Anything over that, and that's not daily, that's not per meal, that's total, total, max space. Anything over that, you're setting yourself up for spillover and rerouting that glucose to be stored as body fat. We're coming into the home stretch here. Remember that we said insulin response is relative to how significantly you spike your blood sugar. So if you are this person who lost weight on Weight Watchers, even though you were eating carbs, remember that when you went on a diet, you were eating generally less of everything, right? So even if you were having um, a bagel in the morning before and now you were just having a half a bagel because to fit within your points or you were having a bowl of oatmeal, you're eating less of everything. So quantity matters. Remember I said the total amount of carbs matter. You then create a smaller spike in blood sugar and a smaller release in insulin. And so insulin does its job faster. There's less sugar in the blood to clear out relative to your pre-dieting ways. So you're spending less time out of fat burning than you were before your diet. It's all relative. Remember that the strategies we're talking about here are for optimal fat loss. The other factor we said makes a difference here is the type of carbohydrate. Having a bagel is going to spike your blood sugar much more than having a bowl of oatmeal because there's more total carbohydrate in that bagel and because there is more fiber in the oatmeal, which means that the digestive process happens more slowly, the sugar gets released into the blood more slowly, the oatmeal generates a smaller response of insulin than the uh, bagel does. And so you have to realize that your body can clear that sugar from the blood much more quickly. Insulin does its job faster when you have cleaner, healthier types of carbs. The same concept holds true for the amount of carbs. Having two bagels versus having one bagel, right? It's going to take your body a longer time to clear out the excess sugar after two bagels than one. So it's about quality of the carbohydrate or not even quality, but just the type of carbohydrate and the quantity. The other thing to consider when you're looking at results from a past diet, say you lost weight on Weight Watchers, is that these carbohydrate recommendations that I'm talking about are for fat loss. That is different from weight loss. We are talking about allowing your body to tap into your body fat and burn it for energy. If you were keeping your blood sugar high all the time, like I used to when I did Weight Watchers years and years ago, I ate fat-free microwave popcorn all the time, right? I lost some weight because I was creating a calorie deficit, but I had zero hormonal balance. My blood sugar was always elevated. I was very well likely burning muscle tissue or losing water weight, or even your body can break down your bone mass if you're not giving it adequate nutrients. So you have to remember that there is a difference between weight loss and fat loss. 
You can cut your calories on a diet eating pretzels, chips, oatmeal, whatever, and lose weight. But is that weight body fat? Or are you burning precious muscle tissue? Are you losing water weight? All these different things. So you have to consider that factor. The bottom line is that insulin does not keep you out of fat burning mode forever, but it is relative. It is relative to your body composition, your hormonal balance, whether or not you have storage space available in your muscle tissue and your liver tissue or not. And it's relative to the type of carbohydrate you're eating and the quantity of carbohydrate you're eating. You're naturally in peak fat burning mode when you wake up in the morning because your insulin levels are low and your cortisol levels are high. Why not stay in that mode and take advantage of the situation for as long as you possibly can by having a delicious breakfast of, say, bacon and eggs or an omelet or almond butter chia pudding or a frittata and save those carbs for dinner time or post-workout and just cruise along in fat burning mode for as long as you can. It's going to make fat loss, the true burning of your body fat, not just weight loss, much easier and much more efficient. All right, we covered a whole lot. I hope it cleared up some questions for you. If you have more questions, if there's a topic you'd like to hear me talk about, let me know. Comment on the show notes page at primalpotential.com or fill out the contact page over there. Join me on the Primal Potential Fat Loss Facebook page or get on my VIP email newsletter list. And if you find this show helpful, I would really encourage you to share it with someone who might also benefit. It would mean a lot to me. And of course, it would help them too. That's all for today. Thank you so much for being here. I love talking with you guys and I'm so grateful for your support. We will talk again soon. Until next time, stay healthy. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.